0: I don't think you have to do things for money anymore.
1: Correct. What's up, Laker fans? Welcome to the Laker Film Room Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Pete, joined by Darius and Mike. And today we're going to view this upcoming season through the lens of Anthony Davis. We've spent so much of our time evaluating how new players fit in to the point where there's so many new guys, there's not a team for them to fit into but there are, is a foundation for them to build off of in LeBron and Anthony Davis. And so as we wrap up this offseason, we're going to be wrapping it up with the season, upcoming season from their point of view. Darius, I am struck by how, how much of what I think we're planning on doing is built off of Anthony Davis, is dependent on him. It's not unique to this team that if – Anthony Davis isn't able to be, you know, the the player that he's capable of being, they're not going to be able to go where they want to go. That's true of any Lakers team. That was true of this last year's team. That was true of two years ago. And in any of those periods of time, if he got hurt in a game four against a good team, we're probably not going to win that series. That said, so much of this team is we don't have as many bigs, for example. We don't have as many viable centers. He is the only guy on our team that does what he does. And part of that's because he's Anthony Davis. He's one of the only guys in the league that does what he does. But I'm especially struck by this season's team. I think that so much hinges on him, perhaps more than any other player, to be the hub of a lot of what we do.
2: As it should be, I think is the way to frame this with Anthony Davis. I mean, I wrote about this a few weeks ago at Silver Screen, Screen and Roll, just the idea that Have people forgotten how good Anthony Davis is? And it seems stupid to even write that. The framework of this season seems to be all about Russell Westbrook being some sort of disruptor, right? Both good and bad, right? Like he could be a disruptor towards the other team and he can be a disruptor to your own team. And that's sort of the cost of doing business with Russell Westbrook on your team. And to a certain extent, I agree with that sort of general framework about him as, as a player. And then I think the second talking point about this season has been LeBron James and can he continue to be LeBron James and he's old and, and how does he fit with Russ, which combines with the first thing. Right. And then after that, I think the next talking point is what's the collective age of this, of this team and, and all the role players and, and the new guys and how do they fit? And then after that, it's sort of like, hey, remember Anthony Davis? And just even, even with us, like we've done a whole offseason worth of pods, right? Mm-hmm. And Mike, Anthony Davis has not yet been sort of this centerpiece idea. But I think what Pete was saying is, is definitely true. Anthony Davis is, he's probably the team's most important player he has the ability to be the team's best player. And it's odd to say that when you're on a team with LeBron James, but AD's versatility and size, his potential to be um, and need to be the team's defensive anchor and fulcrum. And the fact that he is sort of the connective tissue, this team needs as a finisher for two elite or potentially elite playmakers while also being an individual shot creator on his own he checks every box at a high enough level that he he's he's just the key to it all i i i and in a way he should be the top talking point and he should be the guy that can't if 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 the Lakers can get the most out of Anthony Davis, they are doing their best job to win the championship this year. And I think reframing the season through that prism of being more AD-centric is smart for the Lakers because – He is the guy squarely in his physical prime. He is the player who can still show, if not a lot of growth, incremental growth in real ways that propel him to being even at another level as a player and getting back to sort of that bubble level player that we saw two years ago, where he had an argument for being the best player in the world, which is almost ludicrous to say for a non-ball handler.
3: Yeah, I thought that Davis was the second best player in the bubble and the best player was LeBron. And I still thought there was a differentiation there. And it's a it's a nuanced conversation because you have to take into account all of what LeBron does to lead an offense and to dictate terms on defense from a mental standpoint and, and all of the things that he sort of puts into place, which has that extra level of value. But the way that AD was executing basketball skills – May have been second to none uh, in for his, the way that he was playing in the bubble, and you saw that reflected in the eye test. You saw it in terms of his net rating, which was eleven point six in the postseason. In the in the and then I think that you fast forward to that off season, which was you know a month and a half. Uh, it was literally two months before the first preseason game, and the thinking before we really understood the bubble tax was oh. A.D. is the one in his prime, kind of what you just said, Darius. And he could be an MVP of this next season. And then we heard from Anthony Davis and he wasn't ready for the season to start at that with that short juncture. And as were so many players, except LeBron James. And that's part of the reason why LeBron is LeBron. But I, I think that now fast forwarding in trying to figure out how we played last year, he still had about the same on court impact in terms of rating and like net rating as he did in the regular season for 1920. Then he took that clear jump up in the bubble. And that leaves us Pete with trying to figure out exactly what we're going to get from Anthony Davis for this coming season. And that's where like, I'm with Darius as, as for as far as how important that is to whether they win the title or not. I still think LeBron is the most important, but it, the fact that there's some there's some level of uncertainty if AD is going to come in and just completely destroy like he did in the bubble versus have some elements of easing in as they figure out Russ and how LeBron's playing and these new players i i don't know exactly what to expect from Davis to start the season and that, so therefore that it's the most important question but LeBron's the most important player if that makes sense still so.
1: It does. I think it's important to distinguish though, the ways in which players, those two guys are important to us. Anthony Davis can get to, Anthony Davis is in his physical prime. A huge part of LeBron's dominance is his mental acuity and his ability to prepare for an entire season. And every day is, you know, part of a larger plan in terms of just sheer That dude is a handful. You can't guard him. LeBron still has a lot of that, right? Like LeBron is still an elite handful of an athlete, but he's not quite at Anthony Davis's level in terms of just you can't handle that guy when he's really physically imposing his will. In terms of how that all adds up, I tend to agree that that you know LeBron was still the best player. It doesn't matter all that much to me because they're both on our team, you know. Uh, But I think the the point. Is that on this team with all of these older players, Anthony Davis is the guy that most has that, oh, we just can't guard him. Like we don't have the guys to be able to hang with him. And that imposes a level of – that that breaks things down in a way that – Like you can't get to in any other way except for physical dominance. So he's so central to that idea of bigger, faster, and stronger that if he's not there or if he's not rolling hard to the rim or imposing his will, that whole idea, Darius, falls apart very quickly.
2: At this stage of all of their respective careers, LeBron, AD, and Russ are still all physical marvels. And they are all able to beat you in a multitude of ways. Right. I would argue though, that at this stage of their respective careers, it is still the biggest player who wins out. When, if all other things being equal, give me the bigger dude who is who is all of those physical things because that player is going to have more advantages when mm-hmm. you compare him to the rest of the league. That's right. And at this stage of their respective careers, Anthony Davis at 6'11", 250, right, is just... A bigger and, in his own way, a more of a matchup problem than LeBron James can be night to night to night. Now, on one night, I'm with Mike. Oh, one game to win, LeBron James, he's going to figure it out. Like, that's where the mental side comes in to me. But over the course of a full season, it's Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is the team's ceiling. Right. LeBron is the team's floor. Like LeBron and Russ are both epic floor raisers. And LeBron has been such a historical great floor raiser that he can make your floor and the ceiling almost the same. Right. And so it's like the idea of we got LeBron James. We're going to the finals. And being at that level makes you just an all time super special player. And I'm not going to take anything away from LeBron as he creeps away from that level. He's still at such a high level. It's it's dumb to try to grade it all out. Right. And so I don't want to do that with well with LeBron. But if LeBron is your floor, you're going to be so good of a team. But Anthony Davis is your ceiling. He is the guy who takes what LeBron has and says, no, 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 no. I'm I'm the dude who is too big for small players, too quick and agile, and has too much dexterity That's for, what I'm talking big, about. for big mm-hmm. players. And so you have no solution for me night right. to night. And there was a point in time in LeBron's career where – He was the same exact way. Like, oh, you put a wing on me. Don't put don't disrespect me by putting some six six dude on me. That dude is getting trucked. Like, Oh, you want to put a big dude on me. I'm backing that dude out and I'm not settling for a three. I'm driving by him and then I'm dunking on the bit on the other big dude that you have stationed behind that guy. And. LeBron isn't quite that dude night to night to night anymore. And that's okay. When you're going into your 19th season, you don't need to be that. But if the Lakers are going to be at their best, I think Anthony Davis needs to get back to being the guy who is not just standing in the corner a lot or picking and popping a lot. He needs to be the guy who's running the floor, who is exerting his physical advantages play-to-play-to-play, possession-to-possession-to-possession, game-to-game-to-game, not only over the course of the regular season, but throughout the playoffs as well.
3: Do you know who I think would agree with you, Darius? LeBron James. Yes. I think think LeBron had this, this in mind when he was looking forward to the chance of playing with Anthony Davis. I think LeBron understands this, and I think that this also, we could bring Westbrook in. And the desire that LeBron had to bring Westbrook in to do some other things. But, you know, that's where that's where I'm still trying to figure out exactly what Davis's mindset is. And I can't wait till we get a chance to talk to him in, I mean, less than two weeks. Right. By the time. Crazy, man. And so what is his what is his mindset? So, okay, Russ is in here. LeBron's still here. What's what what are you going to be doing? Are you do you feel like this is your time? To be the night-to-night dominator and the destructive force, do you feel like it's defensive player of the year? that you want to focus on? Do you feel like it's attacking uh, these types of mismatches that are going to be there because of the presence of Russ and LeBron? He can do it all, and that's always that's been the point with Anthony Davis. He does have all the skills. Can he stay healthy? Can he stay? Can he have his body there to be able to do that? And that has been, even though I think we got a, it's been a little bit overplayed now because Davis has been more available. Uh, take last year aside, uh, then probably the reputation that evolved over the first couple of years.
1: If you go over the last five years, Mike, and compare him to other high end stars, he's fine in terms yeah. of games played and, and all that. You know, like it's like you said, the reputation is a little overblown.
3: Yeah. So so he's you know, he's still getting up like he's into the 70s most time and he's going to have a he'll have the, the ankle tweak and he'll have like a, a something most of the time a wrist or a shoulder or an arm, but for the most part he's been available, but there's still a difference between that level of, of availability and the bronze level of availability over the course of their collective careers. And sometimes to me, there is that even in its own right is a, is a separator where from a mindset standpoint, where I'm going to be the guy that's there every night. And I'm the guy that's the, the absolute leader of this team, but I I can't argue with any of the skill and the ability and even the floor ceiling thing. I'm totally with you on that one. Here's what I don't want to do
2: necessarily is compare everyone back to LeBron, just like I feel like we used to compare everyone back to Kobe. It's just like there's a reason why that list of the very elite top dudes that really does consist of anywhere between like five and ten players, right? That are in that argument of, all right, if you want to grade those guys, grade them. But give me any of those dudes and I feel really damn good about what my chances are. And comparing anyone to those those dudes is, let's not waste our time doing that.
3: I agree, except that in this case, he's on the floor with him. So he's on his team, right? So it's like, that's where the inevitable, how much can Davis do? You have to consider the fact that LeBron is there. That's all.
2: The idea of... LeBron being at the part of his career where he he probably does recognize that AD needs to be that dude and getting more out of him, I I think that's gonna be an important LeBron job this year, just like it's gonna be an important Russ job this year to, to sort of skew things back and reposition things in, in a way this isn't any shade towards LeBron or anything. I thought last season he went out and was much more lead by example. He was much more like, I'm ready. Everyone else sort of come with me sort, sort of position. And I'm wondering if this year he needs to be a little bit more like he was his first season where we were kind of like, damn bronze, really force feeding ad like he's really just trying to get him the ball every damn possession and sometimes these possessions are leading nowhere like why is he just throwing him the ball in the post 16 feet away from the basket and then just sort of standing there and and and, but i feel like that sort of energy shift towards ad helped in the long long run and i thought last year it was pretty telling that it got away from that a little bit. And maybe some of that was, and maybe a lot of it was on where AD was mentally and physically at, at that time. And LeBron recognizing that, but I'm hopeful that things sort of shift back to prioritizing AD a little bit more because he seems like the type of player who needs that focus on him in order to bring the most out of him. Like the bigger the ask of him the more you're going to get but maybe i'm off base with that
1: i think we'd look at this too much through the lens of what other people can do for anthony davis and i think that anthony davis can is who needs to do what you know what i mean like anthony davis is going to be the guy who drives this car so let's take a quick break when we come back uh i do think the addition of russ is going to be especially significant so uh when we come back we'll talk about that
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: So with respect to, you know, what everyone else can do for AD, uh, there's... What comes with that being too big for for wing size players and too skilled for bigs? What comes with that is a certain level, a certain level of autonomy, a certain level of it doesn't matter what anyone else says or does, whether they're on the opponent or on your side as well. Like when Anthony Davis asserts himself, and for all of the injuries, for all of the very you know second gear that he played in at the beginning part of the season when he was healthy, come playoff time against a very good Phoenix team, they didn't have anything for him. They just didn't have guys that could defend him. And so that LeBron's approach toward AD and his him kind of like asserting his will, looking out looking out to get AD going and all of that, AD is not so dependent upon shot creators that in a way that a lot of bigs are, that he can get a lot of shots on his own. He can get to the rim on his own. Mike, he's somebody that can really assert his will in a way where I just, the way that we talk about, oh, Russ needs to get him going. LeBron needs to get him going. It's like AD needs to get himself going.
3: Absolutely. And I, I also think LeBron would agree with that. And I'll be curious to see how Westbrook gets integrated into that mindset. But when you were just talking about AD and how nobody can stop him, Pete, you think of, If AD is aggressive and it isn't if like it is for most players, except for Westbrook, (laughs) like he's one of the guys where, you know, he's going to be aggressive, but if AD is aggressive and he just decides I'm going to the rim, that's the only thing that he needs to do to dominate a game. I am, I am, I am getting to the rim. My handle is tight enough where whoever the guy is, I'm going to face up and it's one hard dribble to the middle or, or a turnaround, a back down, like he's got, he's got all that's required in his bag to go and just completely go at an opponent's neck. And that's what we saw at the end of the regular season before LeBron came back. Uh, And, and then in segments of that playoff series before he got hurt again. So that, Mm -hmm. that part of AD alone is something that teams can't handle. And that it's just about how often and how much within the flow of them trying to get other stuff going on offense, right? It's, All of that over the course of a season. But when it comes down to it, he can do that. And then, of course, LeBron can do that, too. And that's Mm -hmm. to me, that's still the biggest reason why they won the title.
1: And that's why, like we talk about what other guys can do for for Anthony Davis. What you just described there, Mike, is causes a chain reaction for everybody else. That certain amount of, oh, we got to dedicate two, three guys to handle this guy just to, to contain him. That creates opportunities everywhere else, D. And so for me, part of my question is, what can Anthony Davis do for everybody else? Because I think that that's a bigger question. So one of the observations that you made about
2: AD, his first season, that I found particularly insightful just because of how plain and simple the idea was, was how hard AD played night to night. I'm glad you brought this up. Mm -hmm. And that was not true last season. Mm Mm-hmm. That was definitely true. His first season with, with the Lakers. And um, I would argue probably for the majority of his career with the Pelicans, right? Maybe that fluctuated more in New Orleans. I was not, you know, watching them the way that I watched the Lakers obviously. And so maybe a New Orleans fan would come at me different. Where AD's responsibility lies is by keeping his motor revving high. To me, that's, that's that idea of aggression, right? Because AD is not going to have the ball all of the time, the way that LeBron and Russ has the ball. And so I think the bridge between the idea that you guys are discussing and what I was discussing is that if AD does his part in this, which is rev the motor high, play hard. As the old Mike D'Antoni saying goes, the ball will find energy. If AD is just standing in the corner or if he's picking and popping, The whole damn game, the ball's not going to find him. He's just going to be sort of loafing around and floating. And so there's a chicken and the egg thing here a little bit. I think that it does start with AD to me, but like any other big, you have to invest in him in order to get the most out of him. And that idea of of playing through him more or sometimes even force-feeding him or making the ask bigger and bigger, I think to a certain extent, that is still on the, the guards and the primary ball handlers. And Both it, things are true. Yes. All of it's true. So I'm not trying to – Remove responsibility from from AD here. A few pods ago, when you were talking about the Dennis Schroeder and the lob connection stuff, and like the idea of AD being disappointed that he wasn't getting more lob touches, it's like, how do you fix that? Well, how about getting to a position on the floor where you can catch a lob? Show that you want to actually finish some lobs and then maybe the ball will get there. I do want to see AD play harder. I want him to be invested in this idea of being great. And honestly, I'm not saying that you were doing this, Mike, but the fact that you brought it up as like an open question, like, hey, what AD are we going to get this year? That to me sort of signals the potential question around him in general as as a player. And it's weird that it's come to this in in a certain way because these weren't necessarily questions I had about Anthony Davis before – This last season played out the way
3: that it played out. I want to be clear, though. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt for the unique bubble circumstance. That that to me is is a very obvious explanation for what his level of play was last year. This year. Now I expect him to return to the same way that he played when he joined the Lakers, where he was engaged every night. He was leading the way on defense like he did make it through the whole regular season. He was awesome in the bubble that i do think is what uh, is what should be expected what he probably expects what i'm sure the coaching staff and lebron and so that's i do think that's going to happen i'm just saying that now that last year since we didn't see that that's where there's some question but i am i i do think it's realistic to expect that he returns to the way that he played when he had the full season to get his body ready
1: one of the things that stood out to me when i first started watching him and this speaks to your point mike is when i'd normally chop up the footage for an individual player's game on average there the total length of time that all of their plays that mattered right and this is subjective right but all of the plays in which i thought that they were a, a, a significant part of the play usually adds up to about 3 or 4 minutes that's your normal player that gets you know solid 25 minutes per game Obviously, that's going to be more for stars. It's going to be more for different types of players. Anthony Davis, on average, seven, eight, nine minutes. It was the most of any player, which isn't to say I've done that for every player in the NBA, but since I started doing LFR. I would love it
3: if you did that for every player in the NBA and I got to look at that data. If
1: I could clone myself to do it, I would. I, I always wish – yeah, there's never a – A never-ending supply of interesting things about basketball. But all of that's to say that AD plays a uniquely omnipresent sort of game where he's everywhere doing everything involved in every play when he's at his best. I would imagine that that takes quite a physical toll. So in that whole spirit of him being our our most – Uh, physically dominant guy, and we really need you to go hard and do all this and and that. It's easy for us to say behind our microphones, at our desks and whatnot. But the actual living that is probably quite taxing, even for a unique athlete the way that he is. His ability to be everywhere must take a lot. And so that combined with the quick turnaround time, I would imagine that his style of play, that omnipresence, is more impacted by that reduced amount of rest. And so – I'm like you said, Dia. That's not something that he's been throughout his career. Is this like, oh, he's not particularly active? That's what's great about him is that yeah. he is active, and so it would make sense that if there was something in the way of that, stopping him from doing that reasonably, that the quick turnaround and, and having your body prepared for that. I, I just want to extend a little bit of grace in that context to to him
2: for sure. There's like a confluence of events that happen last season, that contextualize AD's performance that I think both give him the benefit of the doubt and both maybe create more questions. If I had one big question about Anthony Davis, it's how satisfied is he? He came into the league as sort of this generational prospect. And to this stage of his career, through his first season with the Lakers, I would say he Achieved like and played to that level, he sort of justified the belief in him all the way through the point where he was looking like, as Mike said, maybe the second best player in the world behind the best player in the world who just happened to be his teammate, right? And on a night to night basis was maybe the difference maker based off of the type of role that he was asked to fill on that specific team and, and the range of opponents that the Lakers had had to play. AD's value was unquestionable, right? He wasn't the finals, most valuable player, but they don't win without him. If there was a question about him now, it's just like, okay, well you did what you were asked to do. Do you want to do more? And to me, If the answer is, of course he wants to do more, he wants to be one of the 10 to 15 greatest players ever, then every other question basically goes out the window to me, because what we're going to see from him is the same dude he's been his his whole career, and probably even better than that, because the ingredients on this team, I think, are uniquely positioned to enhance him in a way that wasn't true last season and was true his first season. But with Russ, you've got sort of this approximation of LeBron in, in this weird way as a passer and as a shot creator and someone who is going to make, who can make AD's life even easier as that saying that Michael Jordan had in that North Carolina run, like the ceiling is the roof, right? Which basically makes it seem like, Oh, this dude can do anything. He can do anything. And if, A.D. ends up being that this year. I don't think anyone should should be surprised. And to your point at the beginning of the pod, Pete, I think if he is that dude, he is uniquely positioned in the center of the frame this year to propel the Lakers to where they want to go.
3: Before so before LeBron and A.D. actually played together, I was just curious how many times from essentially from like the modern era from when magic and bird came in, like how many times there were two players that were both on the all NBA first team um, on the same team. And the answer was six. And then they did it right. They did it in that first year to become the seventh. And so that's the, that's the part of AD that's unquestioned. Like the making an all NBA first team, even once puts you in a certain stratosphere. There aren't many exceptions to guys that were on that team that weren't like really really legitimate players and so that part of that's where we said that last season even with ad maybe not quite at all nba first team level but you know at certainly all-star level and the lakers were 22 and 6 was it or what like what was the I now i forget as we go through but when ad yeah, went right out um and, there, yep. yeah right around there and i'll check it in a second like that's that was still good enough for them to be a pretty dominant team. But I I just don't, there's no reason why we shouldn't see him go back up to that full all, all NBA first team level right from the start. And then it's just about health and sustaining it. But I don't, I don't see like I see him being the guy that was watching the postseason while he was at home and then like recovering from the injury and getting hungry. He hasn't been as vocal about it on his social channels as some might, because that's not his personality. Mm-hmm. But he I, I I have to think there's going to be a glint in his eye when he starts to get some questions like this in the preseason. And there has to be a little bit of like, OK, you guys you guys forgot. Mm-hmm. You no, know, that's that's got to be there. That's
1: a very good thing. That's yeah. part of we talk so much about the fatigue and the quick turnaround and all of that. That whole like people talking shit on your name is very different after you win a title. I saw, you know, polls of the top 100 players in the NBA and things like that. Anthony Davis was hitting number two, number three on those lists. When those start coming out at the beginning of the season, he's not going to be number two or number three on those. And there's a certain degree of motivation that comes with that, like, oh, that you forgot. And that is going to be. I think that goes throughout the roster. I think we're going to see even on media day on, you know, as training camp opens up, what kind of shape these guys are in. I've liked what I've seen on social channels and that's always something, you know, that's part of an off season, but Anthony Davis wasn't in his best shape when he started last season. And there were a lot of reasons for that, that we've covered, but that whole, you know, outside noise Darius has a way of uh, focusing a person and there's a certain fire that burns inside.
3: Darius, before you get to that point, the quick note: so it was they were twenty-one and six in AD in the game before he got hurt at Denver was really starting to ramp up. He had thirty-five and nine on sixteen to mm-hmm. twenty-seven from the field uh, without making a three against Memphis, and that was he didn't even really get to the free throw line that much. Like the blocks were coming, to, so he was starting to ramp up uh, when he got hurt last year. So could I just say, forget the outside noise, Pete. I want some inside
2: noise. I want Mike Trudell to be saber rattling. <laughs> <laughs> in these scrubs and in the first question that that he gets mike so start planting those seeds very early within these these conversations mike's like so so hey ad you you know i don't want yeah. to give you i don't want to give you exact verbiage here
1: but you know what you're doing you're
3: no you're a no pro, l- let's
1: let's do the exercise yeah okay so you're you're me <laughs> And, it, uh, if I can add, we we can we can hit multiple points here. This is you know how we were gonna go on our uh defensive offensive as well, like in terms of the questions that you ask Mike yes. about yeah. like really you know zeroing in on defense. No better person to do that with than than with Anthony Davis, because yes. he's gonna be a leader of that. So we're on to something here. We sounds can, like I'm you know, gonna have an work. important sounds like I'm gonna have an important role here. Uh, but let's, let's hear yes. it, Darius. You got you got two questions. It's on the top us winning us, us passing the Boston Celtics is entirely on your shoulders this yes. year. That's good right. That's right. Players. We're going to make you see, earn see, that championship
2: rig. You got the first
3: two <laughs> questions. Let's
2: let's hear them. Oh, man. see, you're putting me on the spot here. I need the whole introduction too. So, all right, we've got Anthony Davis here. How about the first question goes to hmm Mike Trudell, which I th- I always think is fun, right? I'm because always amused by that. Where they're like, me they, too. Where it's just like, to hmm, think, yeah. Like I wonder who they're going to ask to ask the first <laughs> question. How about it's it's the guy whose Twitter handle is actually Lakers reporter. So, so we've got Mike Trudell here. So Anthony Davis. Well, first of all, like, hey AD, good to see you. You know,
1: uh, welcome yeah, just, back. That, yeah, exact. Sorry, Mike's Very good at lowering the defenses in the yes, always good. I I always pay close attention to his quick hitters and
2: see his techniques and whatnot. Mike is very versatile question asker as well. And so he is very good at at sometimes being very direct. Right. And and then getting the pointed answer that he really wants. And sometimes he's very good at being generally vague in order and (laughs) steering the ship in in a way like he really knows the the right notes to hit. Yeah. Look, look, Mike's a pro's pro. (laughs) He is a pro's pro. Get to the question. Anyway, look, so this is all part of it. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to derail this even more. One of my favorite things last year. Tell me if this was a thing, Mike. After, I I forget, it was at the same point. It may have been during the intros, but Stu would make some comment about your basketball career or your athletic career. And he he was always trying to like gas you up. And you were having none of it. You'd always like deflect and you're always like very gracious about it. Right. And you don't want to talk about yourself. And it almost, I was like, does Stu find this very amusing that Mike (laughs) does not like talking about himself and is just like, keep hitting on that every broadcast. Was that a thing? Cause it sounded like a thing from where I was sitting.
3: See, So you're happy to to drill it where you want, but you, you will not let me and Darius talk about candy for more than like 30 (laughs) seconds before losing your mind. I, I only, so yeah, Stu's having fun. There, the reason that I deflect so quickly is because I think during the game, right, is not the time for me to indulge in stuff about myself. Even even though I want to acknowledge Stu can do whatever the hell he wants. Obviously, if he yeah, wants sure. to keep talking, yes. great. But I'm not going to contribute to that narrative. I'll do it in the pregame show. I'll do it in the postgame show when when people are can selectively tune in. But during the mm-hmm. game, you're you're not going to hear me extend something about myself. No.
1: That's very much appreciated, Mike. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. you know, so and, and back to the framing of of questions, something along the lines of like, oh, hey, D, it's good to see you looking great. Seen you on social a couple times and, you know, saw you hugging DeAndre, happy to get another big man in here. So last season and coming into this season, it, s- it seems like a lot of attention on LeBron and how he's doing in year 19. A lot of attention on the Russell Westbrook edition and Carmelo Anthony and welcome back to Dwight and all of this. But I haven't really heard a lot of people talking about um, Anthony Davis and the guy who was in the conversation for finals MVP a couple of seasons ago. And and so where do you think you stand in the league right now, since I haven't heard a lot of people talking about how good you are and and what the expectations are
3: for you this season? So, So how do you see that for yourself? I think that'll play. Yep. that That's <laughs> something along those lines, something along those lines and his, and, and knowing AD, he's going to think about it a little bit and then he's going to, he's going to give you a good long answer on that. And he's going to, yeah. and he's going to you know remind. So yeah, I think, I think that's just, it's a, it's a, it's a planting of a seed. Yes. There. And, and just seeing where he's at with it. Cause he'll be honest about it. I, I always enjoy interviewing AD cause like he'll, he'll tell you what he thinks.
2: He was very self reflective last season, and I thought he was very honest about mm-hmm. sort of where he was going into the season. I love and, that about him. Mm-hmm. And
3: well, I Darius, will say that, that right there, though, that right there is probably where I'll start, right? Like with the first yeah. question. So, AD, last year we had this talk at this time, and yeah. you acknowledged you only had a month basically before you had to turn around. That was not ideal. We saw that uh, play out in the season. You talked about how you couldn't get fully healthy. Well, now here we are, okay. Full off season. Like, how does that impact you? Just see? just something like that, you know. You see, see, listeners, you see the difference between
2: a novice like Darius Soriano and a pros pro like Mike Trudell, nah, man, who took my initial idea and stack
3: more strengths on top of it to make it no, even more refined. You're not tricking the, the LFR. No, you're not tricking the LFR crowd into that. They know they can tell when you guys are talking about Xs and Os and like I you know I'm like kind of hold my own but yeah so they, like you, you can't trick them. They they know who's real here.
2: <laughs> but getting back to AD, he, he he is a self-reflective dude and I thought I thought the way that he sort of approached last season and the number of times even Mike and you were there asking him these questions a lot of times that he sort of spoke to the idea that he was not at his best and and that he needed to be better and sort of the self-calling out of of like it's on me right and i contrast that to sort of the bravado that he had when he first came to the team and the idea of like, no, you, you know, expectations
1: are we want to win the championship, right? Like we need some more of that 80 on the way energy. And
2: and I want to, he said in his first sort of media availability to, I think it was to Chris Haynes, right? This was before the season started. And he said, I want to be defensive player of the year. I want LeBron James to be, first team, all defense. Like he was laying out this idea, this vision Mm -hmm. of what his expectations were for the season. And they were all, here's a high bar. I'm going to try to clear that. And I thought last season, he really set himself up as like, Hey, not quite sure. It's been a short, like sort of, I don't want to say building in excuses, but, 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 Trying to contextualize the season before we actually had the context of it all play
1: out before. You have our to eyes. be in the moment. We were way too in the past and in the future last season, and not in the moment nearly enough. That's absolutely what happened.
3: But, but so, quick note on that though the the Phoenix what was the game? Was it the Phoenix game at home? And wasn't wasn't he doing the I'm that dude? Yes. Oh, yeah. That'd, Right. So, yeah, so that that was coming out again once he got healthy. So, I, again, for sure, just to underscore right. that the health it's, was the biggest impediment.
1: to all. Exactly. That. The story is yeah. completely different if he stays healthy. Yeah. But the, but yeah. I will say, Mike, that
2: was 64 games or something into a 72 game season. Right. Yeah. I think the reason why I'm happy that we decided to talk about A.D. now with only a couple of weeks before camp and, and when we're really going to start to get an up close look at these at at everyone and how they start to come come together is that version of ad can't make an appearance 60 games into a season no we need that guy we the lakers need that guy much earlier than that and they need him look lebron can still be the best player and russ can still be the x factor but anthony davis still needs to be And I use this phrase phrase a lot, but he needs to be in the center of the frame. He, He needs to be a guy where his individual talents and his individual skills and the specifics of his strengths need to be a true
1: pillar of what this team is going to do on both sides of the floor. He needs to be our defensive leader. It needs to be something where he has the stature to look every dude on this team in the eyes and be like, you need to close out you need to be able to make this rotation. I don't care if you're Carmelo Anthony. I don't care if you're Dwight Howard. I don't care if you're LeBron James. We're going to make, we're going to do this and we're going to put our, and he did that for us a couple of years ago. He is the best defensive player in the world when he's fully engaged. And we talk about that a lot of that through the idea of what he can do individually, but I want to see what he can do for everybody else. When a vocal and engaged Anthony Davis on the defensive end elevates you a level or two, a tier or two beyond what you're capable of otherwise, right? And so it's not just that's why the whole framing in in the second part of the show about my view is what can Anthony Davis do for everybody else? That's no more true than uh, that's no more true anywhere than it is on the defensive end. And If we can play a certain level of defense and we stay healthy, I feel very good about the prospects of this team. And that ability to play a certain level of defense will be a function of not only Anthony Davis's individual talent, but his ability to carry others along for the ride. Yeah. So this is going to be a a really fascinating season from his perspective. I'm really excited. I think the conditions for him going into this season are much better than they were last year. Um, Looking forward to see how it plays out and we'll cover all of it on the Laker Film Room Podcast.
2: James has got it in low to McHale. McHale wants to turn his double team. Just pass out of front, broken up by Worthy.
1: Tip to Magic. Worthy dies on his belly. Magic
2: scores. There's Magic, got it. Magic fires. It's in! And the Lakers win the game! The Lakers win the game! Three seconds left. Back next to the
3: winner. It. It's on the way. Down! Kobe Bryant, 48 points, 16 rebounds. Back with his eighth block
0: There's first the score. move, first two, first score. Score. one, miss it! Unbelievable. for the It's over. And shot clock out of five. Bryant. Yes! Yeah. And that was a little tough to Albert Gentry. That insult to injury,
3: Kobe. I mean, what a shot. I mean, you can't defend that. Are you kidding me? 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic.